Two small town girls living in a big city, chasing even bigger dreams. Meet your hosts, Kylie Benami and Sophie Longford. These two high fashion models have discovered that life outside of their hometowns isn't so simple. Talking all things fashion, wellness, fitness, and all of the messy things in between. Welcome to the Not So Simple Life. I love it. Hello to all of our gorgeous listeners. If you're skincare obsessed like we are, this is the episode for you. We'll be joined by dermatologist and CEO of Derm to Door, Dr. Lily Talakow. Dr. Lily will be sharing some of her tips for achieving your best skin, while also getting into how she became one of the youngest CEOs in her field. Let's get into it. All right, guys, thanks for being here today. We are getting into skincare in this episode. I hope you guys are ready because you all know that Sophie and I love this topic. We could talk about this topic for so long. So anytime we get someone on here who's speaking about skincare, we're like pumped. I know. And we get to learn so much from each of our guests when they come on here to talk about skincare because everyone has a different perspective on it. Everyone has a different approach to skincare and everyone has a really different routine. Like your routine looks so different to mine. Right. You're such a product junkie. You love to try new things and I'm like way more, okay, keep it simple. I don't use a lot of products on my skin. So my cabinet is probably a lot more empty than yours, but what does your beauty cabinet look like? Full. Yeah, very full so. and very, very busy. I believe in like mixing up my products. I have my essentials that I usually always use, but I love to try different things. Even like workouts, they always say like it's good for your muscles to just try different workouts. I feel the same with skin. I mean, every once in a while, like a certain product won't go well with my skin, but I'm all for trying new products. So when you open my beauty cabinet, it's like Sephora. How long do you give a product before you decide to change it in for a new one? Well, I'm at this point where I've tried so many products that when I put it on my skin, I can almost immediately tell if I like it or not. And if I think I like it, then I give it like a good couple weeks. But Mm -hmm. I can also tell when I don't like a product right away. And then usually from there, I'm like not about it unless I'm hearing about it everywhere. So if there's this product that so-and-so says is amazing and I hear her say it and him say it, whatever... I will give it a go even if I don't love it at first sight. Yeah. So for your skincare, your more less is more. Tell us about your cabinet. Well, yeah. I, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I'm going to oh spit out my drink. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> wiki, 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 wiki. <laughs> I can't. Okay, go ahead. All right. Well, my beauty cabinet is probably not as full as yours. I love to keep it simple because I have pretty sensitive skin. I find it very challenging to actually find a product that really works for my skin. I usually end up having to throw them away. So my cabinet is just pretty much full of drunk elephant stuff. Super clean, super simple. Mm -hmm. And then my cleanser and my makeup remover. And that's pretty much it. And then obviously there's like a whole other section for makeup. Yeah. Do you have more makeup or do you have more skincare? I would say I have more makeup because makeup, like I just have every single different type of color and option and lipstick and eyeshadow palettes because I don't find makeup as complicated as skincare. Skincare is a lot more complicated, so I got to keep it more simple. See, I disagree. I find makeup more intimidating. I've like nailed the skincare thing now. So like I'm always like doing as much as possible with my skincare, but makeup, I'm like super easy breezy, like a tinted moisturizer 
brush up my brows if I'm like feeling spunky I'll try and do like a little contour with a little blush that's it so my makeup's all in one bag pretty much I don't have like an assortment well I just love doing makeup I find it so fun and well actually as much as I love wearing makeup and making myself feel pretty I love that we now get to wear a mask when we go out because you know why because yes. now I can leave the house looking like an absolute mess when I just have to nip to the supermarket or somewhere and no one's going to know that I look like a hot mess under right. that mask. And then you put on some right. sunglasses with it and voila, you can hide your whole damn face. <laughs> you know what I've been doing? What? I've been doing little eye masks underneath my eyes with my mask because the mask I'm using goes up pretty high and the eye masks that I use are like pretty sheer. So you can't really tell. So I like leave the house in like full skincare. Yeah, that's a good idea. But on the flip side though, like, if I have gone through the effort of applying a full face of makeup and I look hot as fuck, then I hate the mask because I want to show off my efforts to the world and I just can't. Oh girl, I know. I feel you there. Dr. Lily is coming on today and she's actually going to talk about the importance of using makeup that has skincare in it. Obviously, there's certain products that have like hyaluronic in it and then there's certain products that are just like going to give you cake face. So she's going to share what her favorite brands are and hopefully enlighten us on this topic a little bit. And what's so great about her brand, Derm to Door, is that everything's online, so it's super easy. And if you're like me, I'm such an advocate for online shopping for skincare because you get to read reviews and you can really look into a product, whereas if you're in store, you can't really do much research on it. But yeah, that's why I love it so much. And make sure you guys listen closely in this episode because we are dropping a discount code for Derm to Door that you are not going to want to miss. Yes, and you guys will get onto their website and love all of the ingredients. I swear they're buying all of the best stuff and we are so pumped to give you guys a discount. So without further ado, let's get Dr. Lily on here and get this episode started. So our fabulous guest just joined us. Dr. Lily is here. So thank you so much for coming on today and giving us your time. Thank you for having me. Of course. So for any of our listeners who maybe don't follow you or are not familiar with your work, can you introduce yourself a bit and just let our listeners know about what you do? Sure, my name is Dr. Lily Talakub. I'm a board certified dermatologist. I work in the Washington DC area. I am a mommy of three and three kids, two dogs. <laughs> I um, started my dermatology business um, really from nothing 12 years ago. And then in the last year, I started a new tech startup, um, which is a um, online e-commerce as well as telehealth platform and kind of integrating the world of skincare with dermatology and, you know, post COVID, we're trying to kind of link people to dermatologists and get skincare questions answered. Amazing. So you are one of the youngest CEOs in your field. So can you tell us a bit about your journey in building your company, Derm to Door? Sure. I started, you know, from really nothing. When I started my dermatology practice, a lot of people that are, you know, ask me, have you gone to business school? How did you learn how to run a business? You know, just growing up, I grew up with a single mom. I was the oldest of three kids. I, I worked since I've been 13. I had to carry jobs through, you know, high school, through college. So it was more a sense of, you know, I, I didn't fear failure. 
and it was okay to fail. It just wasn't even an, an option. You know, failure wasn't an option. You just had to keep moving forward, even if you did, and find other options. So I, I moved to a new area in DC. I didn't know anybody. I picked up and knocked on every doctor's door in my area, and I asked if I could rent a half a day a week in their office space, because I didn't have the money or the resources to start a practice. Um, finally, one person called me back. They let me use their, their office space, and I had no staff, and I just you know got a laptop, and, and got a cell phone at the local Verizon store and started you know asking for patients so I had one patient my first day and just you've built it by going and meeting other women and other moms and you know walking my dog and seeing people on the street and giving my cards out and just really through the grassroots you know I feel like women trust other women and mm -hmm. you know when you when you have a question you ask your girlfriends you know where do I go to do this and and so that's kind of how I built it and, and it's now 12 years later we have 5,000 square feet I see close to 200 patients a week we our office sees close to a thousand patients a week and we have 27 female employees and I do mentorship programs for women that want to do business and I read their resumes and help them get into schools because somebody taught me and they said if you've risen send the elevator back down and that's how I've run my business is to kind of help other women get involved in business and try to start their own businesses and then this past year you know I thought you this is even before COVID started the number one thing people do when they want skincare advice is they go to the counter at the Nordstrom or the Neiman Marcus or and they ask the people at the counter and, and they come to me and they're like well this person at this counter told me to use this product or what they see on Instagram and that's not real life some people the people right. end up overusing things or using the wrong things on their skin because really who do you ask nobody right so you have nobody mm -hmm. if you have sensitive skin if you have red skin if you have acne prone skin if you've hyperpigmented skin you really can't get recommendations other than at the counters of the department stores and how realistic is that right so so I thought to myself you know women need a place to kind of get customized skincare so I started dermtodor.com which was an e-commerce site where you can buy products that I personally test I personally test every one I know which products were for, for certain skin types and which don't not everything you see on social media is real life and there's so many people doing unboxing of things that doesn't mean it's right for you and so then we did a live chat on the Instagram and Facebook and on the website where people can ask specific questions like somebody will purchase something and say is this good for sensitive skin or what, what can I recommend for my eye bags that are dark or what can you recommend for my neck skin that has had sun damage you know those are very specific questions or I'm using this product is it okay if I add this product onto it or is that too many acids at once I love on the website how there's all these different criteria where you can choose your skin concern, like whether you have acne dry skin or acne oily skin. There's such a huge variety of skin concerns that you can choose from. I thought that was really great. Yeah, and you know, people really think that if they have acne, they need to dry out their skin and put every cleanser yes. on and, and to dry their skin. That's not true. People that have acne have dry skin as well, and sometimes over drying it out makes the acne come back worse. Mm -hmm. So this is exactly, you can't get this type of advice for somebody that doesn't treat skin every single day you know and like if you go to like sephora.com that's not on there and there was such a lack of that and my patients were coming in I'm like you're using a, a scrub and a glycolic acid and a retinol and you know she's like yeah because this person told me this and this person told me this and so it was just a mishmash so now you can ask customized questions and then soon we're going to launch a new system where you can make an appointment in all 50 states with a dermatologist live from the app and you can actually go over your problems if you feel like skincare isn't doing it or if you need more prescription products or if you just want 
want to see a derm for a problem, you have a rash or something popped up in your skin and you don't know what it is, you can see a derm in any state right from the app and you don't have to actually take time off work, make an appointment, go sit in the waiting room, go see the doctor, go back for your follow-up visit, you know, it's just live. And, and ironically, COVID started at the same time, so it just became so convenient for people to do health appointments on, you know, on online. So, you know, this is kind of the way of the future. I don't think we're going back from this. I don't either. I think this is our new normal, they say. And I love that you brought up how so many of your patients are just going to like the counters in Nordstrom or wherever it is, because I've always thought to myself as well, those are sales representatives. They work at a single counter. If you walk up to the La Mer counter, of course, they're just going to sell you all La Mer products with when maybe La Mer is not the right fit for you. And it's not like a whole holistic approach to any of it at all. So where when you go into Derm to Door, I noticed you guys have like all of these different brands. And I love that. I think that's such a better bet because you're not biased towards one product. You've got like a whole assortment there. Yeah. You know, I always say there's amazing products within a line. Not every product line has everything that's right for you. And so you have to mix and match. You know, if you're using a glycolic, you need to hydrate if you're exfoliating because then you're going to over dry out your skin. So all those things are really important. And, you know, a lot of times I'm on my chat and somebody's chatting with me because they have a question. And they're like, can I add this retinol serum? And, and I go back and, and I ask them, you know, what are the products you're using? Are you using a glycolic acid, using a beta hydroxy and alpha hydroxy? hydroxy and then they come back to me and say you know can you ask dr lily this and i'm like this is dr lily like on, on my <laughs> on my chat people don't even believe it's actually me but it is amazing so good can you tell us a little bit about how you support smaller businesses with dermatodora and how you ship to customers straight from the dermatologist Sure, so all of our fulfillment distribution happens in my office because I test everything and I wanna make sure that every product goes out correctly. It's not a warehouse in you know the Midwest where everything's shipped out. So all the products come through me. I test every single one and I make sure and every single box that goes out has a note to every customer. For instance, if you're buying two or three things that I'm seeing that is for sensitive skin, I, I can gauge that you have sensitive skin and I will make a recommendation of something else or or I may say, you know, if, you, if we're buying things that are too like acidic, maybe I'll say, well, try using this once a day or alternate between this and this because it may be too harsh to use all these products together. So, so I make the custom um, recommendations on those um, sheets. The small businesses, everybody that works here, A, is, is a female at this point, and so we support women in business and try to create entrepreneurs and create women that go out there and do things and do things that are bigger and better and I help them with their career paths. A lot of times I'll hire somebody, let's say for front desk and I'll go to them after like six months and say, you know, you are so good with numbers. I'm gonna give you this and let's see if you can, you know, advance your career and do more, you know, accounting and projections and look at all our stats at the end of the year or somebody's really good with customer service and I'll make them the customer service representative. So I, I help advancement of women by just some people don't even know what they're good at right you come in for a job right. you think you can do but your your skill set is somewhere else so and also all these businesses we try to bring in indie brands that don't have a lot of coverage you know we carry some of the big brands but there's a lot of brands out there that aren't on the shelves because it's very expensive to be on the shelves and we try to bring them in as you know indie brands that we can help promote that I think are you know magical products that nobody really knows about I always say like we want to be the bandwagon we don't want to ride on that bandwagon you know, we want to help those brands that haven't been out there get out there and get noticed as well. 
I love that so much. I want to get into some various skincare topics that I know you've shared with the world. You are so knowledgeable in so many different departments of skin, but I want to start with overwashing the skin because you have said that this is a very common thing and I want to know what you think is the best routine for properly washing the face. So even if you have oily skin and acne prone skin, overwashing will strip the skin. So the way I think about it is if you take a frying pan and it has oily, the only way you can get the oil out of the frying pan is to use hot water and soap, right? If you use cold water, you can't get rid of the oil. If you don't use soap, you can't get rid of the oil. And that's what you're doing to your skin every day. And the more you strip it, the more oil it has to produce. And at some point it can't do that. And it, and it will stop producing the right amount of oils and the pH of your skin will change. The soap that we use on our skin, any type of cleanser, usually has a pH of about eight to nine. The really harsh cleansers have, like dish soap, have a pH of about 10. That's very, very basic. Whereas our skin is acidic, it's called the acid mantle, and that our skin has a pH of three and a half. So everything we use is actually gonna strip the pH of the skin and make the pH different. So what I recommend you do is only wash your skin once a day and do that at night to take off all the makeup. And I like using either a cream or oil-based cleanser, so you actually leave the natural oils on the skin, and then if you feel like you have extra makeup on that you need to wipe off, to use micellar water to wipe that off. That's the gentlest way to use that. I have very oily skin and I do that. And so I think it works well. And even people that come to me with using like a cleanser in the morning, a cleanser at night, a scrub on the weekends, you know, all those things, they come and they usually develop problems later on with their skin. Right. And another tip that I saw that you put on your Instagram, which I think is something so many people are probably forgetting about, is washing your hands before you wash your face. I mean, if you're just home all day, you don't always necessarily think your hands are filthy, like if you go out and about, but you're picking up bacteria all day long, no matter where you're at. And then to put those hands on your face, it's like counteractive, right? Totally. You know what my biggest pet peeve is? Loofahs, face washes, pumice stones, makeup sponges. Those are my pet peeves. Anything you put on your face should be fresh. It can't be reused. So if you're in the shower and you have a loofah there and you're washing your body with the loofah, think about how much mold and yeast builds up on that because it stays wet all day. You put a wet sponge in the sink, it starts to smell after a while, right? That's mm -hmm. what happens to your loofahs too. Your face washes, if you're gonna use it with like a towel that towel better be clean right out of the clean don't reuse that again you know i don't like using tools necessarily on my face over and over because even if you wash them they still gather bacteria between the crevices so wash your hands and just use your your clean hands on your skin using other things on your skin and dirty hands can actually build bacteria got it Everyone talks about skincare and they think primarily of your face, but no one seems to take much consideration for the skin on the rest of our body. So when it comes to washing our body, what do you think about body wash? What should we consider when choosing a body wash? So definitely no more bar soaps, okay? You know, when people come in there, they tell me that they're using a bar soap on their skin. I mean, it like blows my mind. There's so many great things out there. So. Right. Look for a body wash that's non-lathering. Look for a body wash that's creamy and that says moisturizing on the label. Those are the best body washes to you. I actually like washing my body with body oils. Body oils, you can get body washes that are oil-based and they work really well. We have one, for instance, that's very inexpensive on Derm to Door. I use it to shave too. That's another thing, using shaving foams and gels 
will dry out your legs. You know your, your lower legs are probably the area that gets the most dry, right? Especially in the winter. Using a body wash that's an oil base is better to use to shave and that will prevent your skin from drying out because anything that's in a foam is actually going to be based out with alcohol. So it's going to dry you out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, wow. and don't overwash. Like don't, again, don't take the loofah and try to scrub everything down. Exfoliation is good, but in moderation. And what's the name of the product on Derm to Door for washing the your body? body oil? Yeah, it's called the Bioderma Body Oil. It's huge. It'll last you like a year. And it's so good to use on the skin, especially if you have dry skin. And I use it to shave my legs as well. Amazing. We love Bioderma Micellar Water. That's like a major staple in both of our routines. So I want to get into blue light because blue light has very recently become a big conversation, but I feel like people are always talking about how it affects you mentally. It keeps you up at night. It keeps you stimulated. You don't often hear people talking about what it does to your skin. So what should we know about blue light in relation to our skin? Sure. So there's different types of light that we're exposed to every day. Obviously, UV light. UV goes right through the windows. So if you're sitting by a window, you're going to get UV. Blue light is emitted from screens, from your phone, your iPads, your desktops. It does damage the skin. It's not like UV where it can give you a sunburn, but it actually goes down deeper into deeper layers of the skin and causes DNA damage to the skin. Um, in a given day, we've been using blue light on our screens probably significantly more since a COVID than before. We're constantly on Zoom meetings and constantly on our devices. That chronic accumulation of blue light on our skin can cause DNA damage, can cause hyperpigmentation, can cause brown spots, can cause collagen denaturation, which causes loose skin. So we always think about things in long term and you know it's not gonna affect me now, but if you're sitting in front of a screen more than three hours a day, you're getting blue light damage to your skin that later on can cause you to get loose skin, fine lines, wrinkles. So turning your blue light down on your screens, on your phones is one of the biggest tips, but really everybody should be wearing a sunscreen inside. If you're awake up in the morning, your routine should be putting on a sunscreen, particularly one that has blue light, filters that can help you block against blue light. It is a habit that you have to get into. It is going to save you in 10 years. So get up in the morning and put it on because inevitably you're going to get in your car, you're going to sit by a window and you're going to get UV as well. So it will just protect you in the long run if you just start developing these habits early on. Hold up, hold the phone. Let's take a quick pause from this interview so we can tell y'all about our favorite online skincare retailer, Derm to Door. You all know that we're skincare obsessed here and we've been around the block when it comes to trying products. Lucky for all of you, you've got us to recommend our favorite products and we are calling in Derm to Door for backup. Derm to Door takes the guesswork out of how to choose and use the right products for your skin. When you shop online with Derm to Door, you're shopping from a collection of skincare products that are all handpicked for you by a dermatologist. Derm to Door is selling all of our favorite skincare brands and every single product has been dermatologist tested to help you achieve your best skin. With just a few clicks, you'll receive a personalized skincare regimen from a dermatologist, all of which is based on your skin's unique needs. Your products and your personal regimen will be delivered to your door at no extra cost. Major. And we're hooking it up here with a discount code for all of our listeners. At checkout, you can use our code TNSSLIFE20 for 20% off your very first order. Dem to Door is here to make skincare a bit more simple. Don't forget to enter TNSSLIFE20 at checkout. Now, let's get back to this interview. 
So I know on our iPhone, there is an option to turn on night shift. Is that turning off the blue light and is that gonna protect our skin? It's turning down the blue light. And same with like the Amazon devices and you know, like the Kindles and all those things. There's always a setting where you can turn off the blue lights. It's called night shade in some places or yeah, turning it down is gonna help. It does affect your circadian rhythms as you know. If you're on your device before you go to sleep, it's gonna affect your sleep-wake cycle. So shutting it off an hour before you go to sleep is gonna help you sleep better. And there are blue light glasses you can wear now in front of your screen, things like that, because it can damage your eyes as well. You mentioned sunscreen, so I want to know what are your favorite type of sunscreens and what can we buy on Dempt's Door that you recommend for protecting you from the sun? So I love mineral-based sunscreens. Not every mineral-based sunscreen goes on very nicely. As you know, some of them leave like a white cast on the skin. My favorite is the Skin Cure sunscreens on dermtodore.com. There's a regular, there's a tinted, and there's a hydrating. The regular one is oil-free for people that have acne-prone skin, and the tinted is my favorite because I put it on just like I'm wearing tinted moisturizer every morning, and it has an SPF of 50, and it has mineral blockers in it. Every single time you're outside for a long period of time, you have to reapply, but I like to use those. On babies, I like to use sticks. Anybody that has children um, that's listening, the white sticks that are pure titanium or zinc oxide, they go on better and they're more waterproof, they stay on longer. So we have one from Supergoop on the Derm to Door website as well that I really like for babies. Um, every single day, um, I use the Tinted Skin Cure one. If I'm at the beach, there's an event compact on the Derm to Door website that's thick. So there's a warning, it's thick, it feels like you're putting makeup on, but it is highly protective if you have brown spots or hyperpigmentation or melasma. There's only two colors, there's a light and a dark, but when you put it on, you can go to the beach, you can go in the salt water, you can jump in a pool and it doesn't come off. So if you're worried about getting brown spots on your skin, that's the best one to use. It is thick, it does feel like makeup, but really it's like, you know those lifeguards that used to wear like the blue sunscreen on their nose? That's the consistency, but it's not blue, it's your skin color. So it goes on and it really protects all day long. So speaking of brown spots, in the summer, I always get freckles on my face and I don't have freckles any other time of the year. Obviously, I'm getting a lot more sun in the summer. Is that showing me that I'm like probably not doing the best job with my SPF? Yes. People think freckles are natural and they're born with it. They're not. Freckles are from the sun. If you're getting freckles, you're getting too much sun. What's going to happen in 10 years is that those freckles are going to stay. They're not going to go away. So you see them now in the summer, they go away in the winter, but they're gonna stay and they're gonna be there you know, forever. And you have to do a lot to get rid of sun damage. So there's certain areas of the skin that if it's sun damage, you can't reverse it. And freckles, you know, you may be able to get rid of them now, but in the long term, it's much harder. Yeah, this was gonna be my next question because I really burnt my chest in the sun when I was like 14, when I went to South of France, it was like so blistered, it was horrendous. And so now every time I go in the sun, my chest is the first thing to burn. So I always have to keep it covered or wear sun cream. Is there any way to reverse that damage? So your under eyes and your chest is irreversible. Irreversible. If you get one blistering sunburn under your eyes or on your chest, it will never, ever go back. You can do a billion cosmetic procedures, but the sensitivity there will stay and it'll burn within minutes of going back in the sun. And then when you're older and you have developed more accumulative sun damage, you're going to get fine lines. There's something called poikiloderma you can develop, which is brown spots, white spots, red spots on the chest. 
from that sunburn you had in your teens. Yeah. So the biggest amount of sun damage usually happens before the age of 18. So if you've been burned, you're gonna develop sun damage later on. You'll see it, it's gonna pop up later on. So protect your neck, it's very hard to reverse chest damage. Yeah, I have freckles that are permanent on my chest just from that sunburn yeah. and they ain't going anywhere. People must forget about the chest too. You know, some people, if they're good and they're thinking, they'll kind of get their neck. But if you're in like a low cut top and you're walking out outside, just because you're not in a bikini doesn't mean that you don't need to apply it there. Yeah, think about how many times you've worn a V-neck shirt and you've walked from your house to your car, or you walked to a restaurant with a V-neck shirt and you haven't put sunscreen on your chest. So remember, the sun damage is cumulative. So 15 minutes of sun a day when you're 50 is gonna show if you don't put sunscreen on when you're younger. So that's cumulative, especially if you live in areas where it's sunny most of the year. So just as a habit, get it on your face, get it on your neck and chest. Just make that something you do every morning, like brushing your teeth. I actually double coat the sunscreen under my eyes every day. So I put a whole layer on everywhere and I put a second layer under my eyes because that area is so sensitive and that skin is so thin that if you get sun damage, you're gonna start getting crepey skin under there and it doesn't look good. I feel like we all need a reminder with sunscreen every once in a while to mm -hmm. keep us on our toes and keep us on it. But another thing that I know that you speak on is the importance of choosing makeup products that also come with skincare benefits. So I wanna know why this is important and what are some of your favorite products that fall into this category? So I love the fact that there's a lot of foundations now with SPF, for instance, or with peptides or with vitamin C products but I don't like it when people think that it's an alternative to using sunscreen. So makeup with SPF is not SPF, okay? So all you ladies out there, does that make sense? Makeup with SPF is just a bonus. You gotta put your SPF on, then your makeup with SPF is gonna be your bonus SPF. So you have to put that on underneath, but having that in there really helps because if, let's say you forget to reapply, at least you know you have that double layer on there. There's a lot of skincare products now that have peptides in it and vitamin C and you know BB creams and CC creams that do all those things are great if you don't have acne prone skin, but be careful if you have acne prone skin. Those products that have primers in them actually can cause some breakouts. So oh. skincare is important, but I would rather people do their skincare and really focus and rather focusing on their makeup because most people, as you know, spend more time, money and energy on their makeup than they do really protecting their skin and putting things on that are going to prevent their aging later. So I was just saying before you hopped on here that, oh, I use SPF every day because my foundation has SPF 20 in it. <laughs> so that's not enough. No, oh. because think about it. The amount of sunscreen you need to put on your face should be about a half dollar size. So you could put that on your skin. You're not putting that much foundation on your face. There's no way you're putting that much foundation. You're not getting that SPF, even if you, you know, even if you tried. Right. And Sophie, you also live in London most of the time, which is very often cloudy. And people think on cloudy days they don't need to wear sunscreen. This is like absolutely not the case, right? Correct. So if there's daylight, there's UV. So just think about that. If there's daylight, there's UV. Right. Got to remember that. Another topic I know you're very passionate about is intimate care. So what should we all know about this? So I want us, you know, the world of skincare to open up the conversation to women that intimate care is skincare. We, we want people to feel comfortable. A lot of women come to me and they're, you know, it started about seven or eight years ago when people came to me and they were having problems with, you know, their intimate care or, you know, sexual function or lubrication or ingrown hairs in that area. And they couldn't talk to their OBGYNs because OBGYNs didn't have answers for them. Or they couldn't talk to their primary cares because they had no idea what was going on. 
And so people were coming to me and a lot of women started coming to me asking me about you know, all of those things. And I thought to myself, I was like, why aren't we talking about this? This is so important. You know, we, we, we talk about a lot of other things, but intimate care and, you know, women as they get older, they have problems like I said, ingrown hair, discoloration in the intimate area, or lack of lubrication, or, you know, all those things that make it difficult to talk about. We want to open up that conversation. So on Derm to Door, we started a whole new section of intimate care, products that we love for intimate care to say that it's okay to talk about them. This is real. We need to kind of explore options out there. We brought a lot of indie brands on that haven't been sold anywhere else that are amazing for things like lubrication or wipes to use after intercourse that, you know, we're like, why doesn't that even exist? You know, why don't people actually have conversations about these things? So we love this, you know, whole new launch. We're going to bring in a whole new set of products that are going to help women in multiple ways. And we hope that we can kind of help have people kind of comment on our Instagram and really ask us the questions so we can help them better answer it. So messaging us or, or commenting on our Instagram at Derm to Door, it'll help us and it will help your fellow other women kind of get products that they may be uncomfortable talking about. So we like to hear from people and hear people ask us questions about these things so we can kind of answer them and get them products that are going to help them. I love the direction you're taking this because acne, for example, for so many people has probably been an insecure topic to talk about as well. And now people are just chatting all about it on social media. And I love that you're trying to open up that conversation around intimate care because if you're not hearing about it, you're probably not doing it. And so it's good for people to start hearing this stuff and for this conversation to become more normalized because it's just as important as the rest of our body as well. Of course, like, you know, the times of KY jelly are over. You yes. know, women need better products. That, that's not everything in this world. And so, you know, we have lubricants that smell good, they taste good, they are easy to use, they're more natural products, they are, you know, healthier for us. So we want to say that, you know, we, it's okay. Like, ask us your questions. We're here to answer them. And one of the things about Derm to Door that's so special to me is that we are this is a real-time shop. This is not something that, you know, these products are on our shelves forever and we're not bringing in new things. If you ask us questions and we see that people need things, we move fast. We pivot quick. We're going to bring new products. We're going to discontinue products that people don't really like that much, you know. So we pivot and we tailor to what you want. So, you know, we were asked a lot of questions about bikini mask, and there you go. Now we have bikini mask. And I got questions about butt masks last week and I you know went into the office and I said we're gonna carry butt mask and let's find the best butt mask that's out there because you know getting bumps on your butt after you know spinning classes or after a lot of exercise or wearing a lot of lycra leggings is real it happens ladies it happens but acne is a real problem and it leaves marks and it's embarrassing so we can help you get rid of them and we can help you prevent it and so if it's out there we're going to figure it out for our followers and our viewers and we're going to kind of solve their skincare problems just by kind of feedback so good well on the topic of acne actually i recently read about something called fungal acne and then i realized like there's so many different types of acne there's cystic acne hormonal acne and now fungal acne as well like how do you differentiate between them and how do you figure out what kind of acne you're suffering with that's a very good question a lot of it depends on where the acne occurs and what the acne looks like some of it i have to see in the office to kind of distinguish because if you just tell me you have acne 
I really can't tell what it is until I see your skin usually, but I can gauge it based on your age and where the acne is on your face, back, chest, shoulders, things like that. So it is difficult. That's why people go through seven products before that they buy from you know CVS or a pharmacy before they actually see a dermatologist. So some of it is difficult. I usually say if it doesn't go away after you know one round of acne products, then we need to see you. But on that same topic, you know, I highly, highly believe that acne is a function of our environment. Acne is a function of nutrition. Acne is a function of what you eat, what you put on your skin, how you clean your skin. If you're sweating and not cleaning it off right away, you know, your, your back acne may erupt from, from yeast that's growing on your back or chest. Um, it's a function of what hormones we take, what hormones are in our foods. Uh, you know, products we put in our hair can cause acne. So I think a lot of acne has to do with our environment and sometimes it takes differentiating those things to kind of figure it out. I had somebody that messaged me on Derv Jador and they were saying how they get these little underground bumps on their chin and they're not cystic, but they're little tiny bumps that, that occur every so often. So I write back, I'm, I said, do you eat a lot of nuts? And the person writes back, yeah, and nuts are part of my diet. I, you know, I'm on a keto diet. So I messaged them and I said, you know, stop eating the nuts for a month and message me back and tell me how your skin is doing. And he messages me back and he's like, oh my God, my skin cleared up. You know, there's yeah. certain little things that you can tweak. Hair products, hair products are huge for back, chest and shoulder acne. A lot of the heat styling sprays, the serums, the oils, the, the soothing serums, the curl serums, all of those have silicones and dimethicone in them. Those are to soothe you know, the cuticle so it looks shiny and it, and it blow dries better and it doesn't frizz. Those, all those anti-frizz products as well. All of those silicones and dimethicones can break you out. So if you're getting breakouts kind of on the cheeks, shoulders, um, if you have long hair in your lower back, stopping your hair products can be a thing. And I've messaged people back about that because they're like, I have, it, I have acne on my shoulders, but I don't get it on my face, you know, things like that. So a lot of it's environmental. Well, this is all important. And I know another conversation that we have to have before we get into anything else is working out because you mentioned sweating. So if you don't wipe your sweat right away, this could be something that could affect your acne. So what do you recommend to do for the skin before a workout and after a workout? Yeah, it makes me really mad when I see people at the gym with a full face of makeup. Like, how do you work out with makeup on? You know, it's just, it's okay. We're all in the same boat. Take off the makeup. It'll be fine. You know, do your workout. It's better for your skin. It's, you know, I don't know how you sweat through the makeup and not break out. So taking off your makeup, number one. Two, cleaning your skin. Even if you don't have time or have a cleanser, at least rinsing it before you work out will help. And then definitely showering right after workouts. Sitting around in your sports bra or running to the mall after your workout to go grab something when you're you know, wet from sweat is gonna build up acne and yeast, particularly on your back and chest. So showering, even if you can only rinse, will really help. And if you can't rinse, using like a, you know, your hands with like a light soap or light cleanser in that area and just drying it off will really help prevent that. So it's important just to keep the area clean. Got it. Well, we are about to head into summer and things are about to get very hot and very sweaty. So how can we prepare our skin and transition our products? So using a cleanser, obviously that's light will help. You don't need to over cleanse your skin, even if it's moist out and your face is humid. Using a lotion instead of a cream. So I'm not sure if everybody knows, but there's a difference between a lotion and a cream. People think that it sounds the same and it's kind of the same thing, but a lotion is a lot of water with a little bit of oil. 
a cream is a lot of oil with a little bit of water. So in the winter, we want creams to hydrate. And in the summers, we want more lotions or gel lotions that can kind of hydrate the skin without leaving a oily residue on the skin. So using a lotion is better in the summer. And then lighten up your foundation, lighten up, use the tinted moisturizer in the summer because a lot of foundation that sits on the skin can get really kind of thick and pasty and with the humidity. And obviously putting on your sunscreen as uh, the final layer of your skincare regimen. At night, backing off on the retinols is important because it can make you more sensitive to the sun oh, right. and amplifying your vitamin C every day. Vitamin C helps protects against sun damage. It protects against hyperpigmentation, brown spots, freckles. So using a high vitamin C every morning is important. We have you know, many of them on Derm to Door that people can use that I've tested myself that I love. You've got my favorite, CE Ferulic by SkinCeuticals. I think it's such an incredible product. Well, one question that we always like to wrap up our episodes with is what are three products that you just can't live without? It can be skincare, it can be a product that you use to keep you organized at work, it can be your coffee. We wanna know three products that you just have to have. Okay, so if I was on a desert island, I would, I need my phone. I do everything on my phone. I answer interviews from my phone. I, all my calendars are on my phone. I keep all my, you know, my kids' schedules on my phone. So my phone would be probably number one. Number two, I would probably say mascara. What's your favorite? I actually love L'Oreal Voluminous. That's my oh, favorite that's mascara what I of all time. Me too. <laughs> yes, it's my favorite. So when it's I the best mascara. It gives you the best length. So mascara would be number two. I mean, if I don't put mascara on, my husband's like, are you sick today? Oh my so I need my mascara every day. Let's see, what would be my number? Probably my retinol. I use my retinol every single day, no matter what. It's a necessity. It, it basically gets rid of my sun damage. It's going to prevent wrinkles in the future. It keeps my skin glowing. It prevents acne. It's my retinol. I use the Skin Cure. There's two. There's 2.5x and 5x. I use a 5x because my skin's pretty tolerant, so I use a higher percentage and I use that every night. Well, your skin looks insane, so clearly it works. And then someone with less tolerant skin would go for that 2.5x? 2.5x, yeah. Okay. And then usually with any retinol, you start every other day to start and then work up to every day. Got it. All right. Well, can you let all of our listeners know where they can find you on social media and also where they can find your business and all the amazing things you're doing? Sure. You can find me on Instagram at at Dr. Lily T or at Derm to Door. You can find us on the website at dermtodoor.com. We answer live texts. We answer Instagram messages. We answer DMs. We answer everything. So if you have questions, feel free to reach out to us. If you have follow-up questions about your skin, don't be afraid. Nobody else is looking at them but me um, right <laughs> now. So I'll answer your questions live as well. So we are on Facebook, Instagram. We're on Pinterest. We're on TikTok now as well. Dr. Lily T and Derm to Door. Amazing. And Dr. Lily has offered a special discount code to all of our listeners for your very first order with code TNSSLIFE20. So if you need any help with which products to buy and use that discount code on, make sure to message her on there and she will help you guys out. Thank you so much. And we will speak with you very soon. Thank you. It was fun. Nice chatting with you ladies. Well, 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 we loved the episode with Dr. Lily, but now it is time to get into our Q&A section. So we have two questions for you that we picked out from our Instagram page. Let's get into it. So number one, what tools do you guys use to apply your face makeup? I keep it simple. I just use some basic Sephora brushes. I use that for my eyeshadow, for my foundation, for whatever. So for me, it's just all about brushes. What about you? Mm, for me, it's all about fingers. 
The only brushes oh. I use, obviously, for my eyebrows and for my eyes, but for my face makeup, I literally rub it on like face lotion and then I pat it in. This is what I've learned from so many major makeup artists in our industry. Pat McGrath is like one of the best makeup artists around and she's all about using her hands for foundation. So that is my little fashion industry tip right there. Well, there you go. Number two, what's your all-time favorite SPF? So I actually love this SPF that my dermatologist recommended to me and they also sell it on derm door It's called Elta MD. It's really good, really clean, and really simple. I don't think it could honestly irritate any skin type. It's dermatologist recommended and no scent, and it's really nice and clean. You can put makeup on top of it. It's really a win-win. Nice. Well, I know this is not the ideal, and I'm not recommending this, but when it comes to SPF for my face, I just use a foundation that has SPF in it. So I use Estee Lauder Double Wear Foundation because it has SPF 20. I find that if I just directly apply an SPF lotion onto my face, it really irritates me. My skin's very complicated, hmm. so I can't really do that. At least you're doing something, though. It works well for me. Well, just so you guys know, as with every episode, we link every single product that's mentioned in this show in our show notes. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll on down to the description and we've got everything linked and we'll also have our derm to door discount code included there as well because we all love a discount. There you have it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode with Dr. Lily. We hope you picked up some amazing tips from this episode just like we did. And please don't forget to subscribe and also give us a little review on Apple Podcasts. And you guys know where to find us on instagram we are at the not so simple life podcast you can message us you can show us some love you can give us some advice whatever it is we're here we can't wait to chat with you guys and until then we will see you all next tuesday